This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Here's a Joy Law podcast from Jack and Dean on Joy. It is time for Joy Law, the regular segment where we chat about legal issues of interest or concern to the LGBTIQ community and its allies. And joining us today to talk about the issue of social media and family law is Chloe. Welcome back, Chloe. Hi, guys. Social media. Yes, so really, um, really what I wanted to touch on today is um, the issue of social media, and I'm talking about, obviously, the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even LinkedIn, and how all of these platforms can hinder a family law matter if you are unfortunate enough to be going through one. Even uh, LinkedIn? Oh. Even LinkedIn. Oh. They can all be used, <laughs> and we do. But basically, I want to talk about it. There's two sides to the story. So one side is how it could hurt you in litigation. Yes. If you're in litigation, you're in court, you've got... Um, you want People want to gather evidence... All sorts of... Everything you post on social media, as everyone knows, is there forever. What people don't really understand is the impact it could have. So, for example, if um, you have children and you're disputing how the children, how the care arrangements are going to happen, and there yes. might be a situation where one of you says, look, I can't have the kids this weekend, I'm really busy at work, I'm slammed at work. And it might be that you are working, you could be at a social event, um, and there's an Instagram post. Mm. And it's you with a glass oh. of champagne, hanging out with people that your partner doesn't know, um, and... Yep. Straight away, you're slammed as the irresponsible parent who would rather hang out. Yes. Exactly. Oh, rather hang out, having a drink, um, than having your kids on the weekend. And if you are in litigation, you're trying to fight for more time with your kids, it's not really a good look. So they can use those photos? Yep, they can be used as evidence. Wow. Caught out. Remember, exactly. One of the many reasons why I don't have my parents on Facebook is that years ago, years ago now when I was young and clumsy, uh, mum's like, do you smoke? And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I was tagged in some sort of thing, like, off my face, oh, smoking, so... Yeah, it can be I really... just deleted her. Well, see, that's <laughs> the other trap. Didn't delete myself. Do you I know that do what is, I'm doing. That's actually the other trap. A lot of parties, when they separate, they'll think, okay, well, I need to be cut off from this person. I can't look at their social media, so I'm just going to block them on all the platforms. Mm. What they don't really think about is the fact that when you've got 645 friends, and most some of them are going to be mutual, you yes. can't control what they do and don't share with your ex-partner. Yeah. So it might be as simple as they screenshot something. It might be that they're genuinely concerned and they think they're helping, um, but you can't control what's out there. So really, when in doubt, don't would be my advice. Um, and that comes to everything, posting everything. So when I talked about LinkedIn being a potential mm. problem, um, it's not that it's so much a problem, but if you've got to remember, your LinkedIn history shows everywhere you've ever worked. So if you have... Um, forgotten to disclose something or even if you have say a side gig and you have you know you might be promoting your business selling buttons or you know hair bands or something like that and you haven't disclosed that that could be seen as you actually failing to disclose something that's material it could be evidence of a side income that you haven't disclosed oh, sure, yeah, so you know it's not you obviously have an obligation to disclose those things so it's maybe it's a good idea to go back and check those sort of profiles to see if there's anything that might trigger a memory for something that you should disclose financially I think mm. the other thing that I think about uh, in terms of uh, social media and family law is when people have photos of the kids Mm. And some people are quite free and easy with what they post yes. of, of the kids and others, you know, 
are quite respectful or I guess a bit more private. It is, and it's always the party who doesn't like the photos being posted, and they might have always had that stance from the time the children were born, and when the party's in a couple, the other one respects that wish. However, when they separate and things are going, aren't going well, they can sort of use that to sort of trigger the person, and they want to post photos of their kids, and they think it's, it's fine, um, but sometimes it's not. And the problem is then you have a dispute, so you have people actually seeking orders to restrain, one, to restrain the other party from posting pictures. Oh, um, if there's an intervention order in place. It can be a breach of an intervention order to post a picture of your child, even if it's your child. Um, if there's an intervention order in place, you shouldn't be doing that. So it does wow. become an issue that's really fraught with danger. Um, and similarly, posting things about um, new partners. So for example, if you've repartnered and you're um, you know, going out and, and having fun and socialising and, and tag- you're being tagged in things, it can, in my experience, hinder negotiations because even though it doesn't have any relevance to the family law proceedings, um, it, it sort of just really upsets the other party. And then, <laughs> when they come to yeah. the when they want to come to the negotiating table, they've got issues in their head that aren't relevant, but they can't get over it. So, I guess the other side of the story, though, is that sometimes relationships break up and they break do. down, and you find new love and you want to celebrate exactly. and share that. So it's not it, always done as a spiteful thing. No. Or it's, you don't it's, think? I, I, I don't like it. Disgust. It's like, look how happy we are. Look how happy we are. Look how happy. If, if you can't exactly. go two seconds without taking a photo, you're not happy. <laughs> but I think as well it's important to remem- remember that I'm talking about in the context of a, of a separation where it might just have happened. It might be recent. You might be in litigation. So things haven't resolved yet. Yeah. Yeah. So by all means, things obviously, you want to get to a stage where you can move on and sort of... and put whatever you want on Facebook. But I think when you've got kids together and you're still involved in a dispute, be careful what you post because it's just not worth the hassle. Um, what are some of the funniest things we see in um, court material? And the judges are seeing it. You know, they're, they're seeing, we're seeing WhatsApp messages screenshot. We're seeing um, oh. Facebook messages and Facebook Messenger. And they're really useful for us in terms of evidence. If we're trying to make um, make an allegation out, having that sort of evidence is really helpful. And I think it's interesting at the moment there's that the meme um, going around where people post, um, you know, a photo of their, their um, Facebook profile and the yes. LinkedIn profile. Oh, their, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Instagram pro- the and Dolly Parton challenge. The Dolly I think Parton, it is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and it's just interesting. What I kind of like about it is there is a different way you present yourself on these exactly. platforms. And and some of them are flattering and some of them perhaps not so. Exactly, yeah. and I think that's really important to see that that's when you're in court, everything's open and you are, it's all transparent. We look through everything and the judge sees everything. And that's the other point I wanted to make is that when you're going through the situation um, and there's all sorts of problems, it could be parent, parental alienation, there could be you could have a partner with a personality disorder. There's all of these support groups on Facebook. There could be, you know, parents against child support, parents, yeah. you know, who are getting, who don't have time with their kids. You might think it's a good idea, but even being a member of some of these br- groups can actually go against you if um, if those groups are particularly sort of hate-filled. Um, and what you've got to remember is the people posting in them are all have the same sort of mindset. So when they're posting all these hate-filled comments, they're not going to help you. Can I tell no. you, I, I don't have kids, but I have a greyhound. Yes. And in social media, there are a number of different greyhound groups. Oh, well, there you go. And there are good groups and there's other groups that it's kind of like, yep. oh, cray-cray. <laughs> that's, that's, that's very true. And yeah. that's like everything. But if there are serious issues, yes. I think you're better off to really get um, some, some support from a professional and rather than these support groups from Facebook who really they don't have your best interests at heart and they could actually hurt you if you are involved in a dispute. It's horrendous. It is. Mm. Right. Things Watch to out think for about. that. Yeah. Watch <laughs> out for that. Thank you very much, Chloe. We look forward to speaking with you or someone else from the team from KHQ Lawyers again next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. 
Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.